Welcome to the Wellcast. Life is messy. We're here to help you sort it out. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Wellcast. I'm Jordan Hogue. I'm joined by Mike Sarasoni. We are on video and audio. Yes. That's We're, our new norm. We don't have to tell them every time now. Well, I don't know. I'm just excited yeah. about it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How are you doing today, man? Dude, I'm good. I, I, uh, I feel like uh, our family has been sick mm-hmm. for like since Christmas. And nice. so that's like three months. And I really feel like... Uh, it was exacerbated by this uh, Mississippi trip that we're going to talk about because I got yeah, COVID on you it. Yeah, got COVID. I got COVID and then came home, had to quarantine for my family. Yikes. And so anyway, we're, we're healthy now. Yeah. Uh, all health, and except for I still have COVID. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, slowly backs up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're healthy again and feeling good and excited to, to be recording this podcast with That's you. That's awesome, man. I mean, and this podcast is all about sort of a, a trip and experience that yeah. you and some other people from our church had where you went to Mississippi. Yeah, Jackson, and, Mississippi. And studied with... Um, also Alabama. And Alabama. Yeah. You studied with uh, the Perkins Foundation. Yeah, John Dr. Perkins. John Perkins. Yes. He was. Uh, he, he marched with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, and uh, and had his own civil rights journey in uh, in Mendenhall, uh, Mississippi. And so it was really good. He's a man of God. Yeah. And so it was really cool to sit under uh, his teaching. I think what I like about this He's conversation. He's 91 years old, by the way. My gosh. Yeah. I'm like a few years older than you. Just uh, yeah. Just we had the same amount of hair. Yeah. But uh, but so much wisdom uh, to sit under his teaching, and I was just uh, I was really inspired by some of the things he had to share with us. Is that Dr. Perkins? He was it true that like he taught himself to read through the bible he did teach himself to read so he was uh his mom actually died giving birth to him uh, and well not giving birth but uh she didn't have enough nutrition to Mm. feed him and to stay alive and so uh through that whole process like he he grew up pretty poor yeah um and he taught himself how to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he still uh, he jokes that he he's not a good writer. He's written a ton of books, mm-hmm. but he just kind of speaks them, and other people help him, you know, put the the pen to paper. But that would be nice. Uh, yeah, but but his wisdom just kind of overflows when he's yeah. With him. I mean, wealth of experience, but also just deep deep faith. Yeah, I mean, and the amount of stuff that he's been through. I mean, we'll talk about in the podcast, but yeah. or in the episode. But I mean, this guy was beat within an inch of his life. I mean, in he's a probably prison. forgotten more experience and time with God than we could imagine at this point in our life. Some of the stuff that he says at ninety-one, you're just like, that's gold. Yeah, like I mean, the uh, he he challenged me, and mm-hmm. I think I talk about it in the episode. But he challenged me to love people as individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just like, man, I, I think of people as groups all too often. Yeah. And it was just so good for him to remind us. And, and the other thing, man, that came out of this trip was I just saw how much this, the fight for justice in, uh, the fifties and sixties, it was a God thing. Hmm. Like the, the human, the natural human response to evil, like when you're being oppressed is to fight back. Yeah. Right. I mean, if, if somebody steals your lunch in the lunchroom, like your natural, unless you're like way smaller than them, mm-hmm. your natural response is to say, hey, give me back my, my lunch. And you, you fight, you fight them. Like, at least that was my experience. Yeah. And, and yet you see time and time again, uh, when you're there on the ground in Mississippi or Alabama stories of where the oppression was happening and despite the fact that it shouldn't have been the case they stayed peaceful 
Hmm. And it couldn't have worked any other way. Yeah. Like if they would have gotten violent, then things would have just escalated and it would have gotten worse instead of better. Turned into a race war. Yeah. Race war. And they would have lost. Yeah. And and because the population, yeah, they're outnumbered. Yeah. And so it was just, it was an honor to sit under his teaching. We got to spend uh, two different times with him. And I think what you guys will hear on this podcast is not that like, it's just a recounting of your trip. Yeah. But it's what God taught you guys through this experience that I think is broadly applicable to the lives of everyone. Yeah. And I think the the cool thing is it reshaped in a lot of ways our worldview mm-hmm. because we went into it curious. And so I think that's a that's a cool part of this trip. It's yeah. just going, man, I don't have any expectations. Yeah. I don't know what God's going to do. Yeah. And it was uh, it was not a disappointment. Well, we think no matter where you're at right now, we just hope that you'd open your hearts to learning something here. And please subscribe if you like what you hear. Yeah. Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend. Uh, we want to uh, to be able to to let other people enjoy some of the conversations that we're having uh, and speaking of those uh, we uh, have Mallory Mueller who uh, co-led the trip with me and so uh, let's jump into the episode with Mallory and me on our trip uh, hope on, you guys uh, enjoy uh, Mississippi yeah enjoy all right well we are joined here with Mallory Welcome, Mallory. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Mallory guys. Mallory Mueller. <laughs> Mallory Mueller, yes. You have a Mallory? last name. She does. Eminem. How you doing, Mallory? I'm doing good. Yeah? yeah? Doing great. Do you also, like M&M's? I do, okay. actually. That's good. Which version? Yeah. Yeah. Only the blue kind. No, what? no. <laughs> like peanut, <laughs> peanut butter, not what color. <laughs> they all taste the same. You, I know. It was a joke, oh, Mike. Right, Come that's on. funny. Uh, regular ones. Well, Over all of them? Just milk chocolate? You're a sociopath. Wait, okay. Well, what kind do you like? Peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. Peanut butter is the best. Hundred percent. Can I tell Aren't you what's not the best? Aren't those just Reese's pieces then? No. Uh, no. They have a. Okay. So let's They're, get granular here. Yeah. Uh, they have a layer of chocolate around the peanut butter. Yeah. Way and better. The peanut butter is like salted rather than sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. way better. You know, it's hmm. not good. Interesting. And they should pull like if you work for M and M's. Self conscious about if how deeply I <laughs> explain if you, that. If you work for M and M's, I want you to listen to this. Yeah, sponsor us first of all. Yeah, We'd first love, of all, yeah. sponsor we'll us the, as a podcast we'll put, right here. But Ooh. also, pull the caramel ones. They're not good. The caramel M and M's. Never had them. They're not good. They're good. Sounds good. No, nah, I don't like them. Then don't eat them. Oh, all right. So uh, what you're getting at is it's a yeah. personal preference. So welcome to the Eminem yeah. podcast, guys. Yeah. 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 Brought to you by Eminem. Okay. Yeah. And actually, we have musical guest, Eminem. No, i <laughs> So that's not our topic no, today. No, our topic today is... That would is be a lame topic. An as experience much as that you two had on an, what our church calls an exposure trip. Yes. yes. Right? You so you went to Mississippi. In multiple ways. In different ways. <laughs> and not in any of the weird ways. Of no, <laughs> no. Yeah, we, uh, we got COVID. Yes. Yeah. And um, But you guys had an experience together with a group of people, we and did. which was all built around biblical justice and the issue of racial reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. Ethnic uh, ethnic unity is maybe... Call it whatever you want. Huh? Well, it just becomes... I think ethnic unity becomes my preferred way to talk about it. I okay. think, you know, I, I think we experienced a... Uh, a, a time with Dr. John Perkins, and he yeah. If you don't know who that is, yeah, he's look a stuff up. He's a civil rights leader, uh, March with Martin Luther King. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 incredible and, and an incredible man of faith. Mm-hmm. And he, mm-hmm. much like Brad, if you've heard Brad talk about this, uh, I think a, a lot of what Brad said has been shaped in in some way by 
men like Dr. John Perkins, but he just reminded us that there's one race mm-hmm. and it's the human race. And within that race, there's a lot of different, different ethnicities and heaven's going to be full, full of different ethnicities. And so uh, we should be championing the effort to celebrate those differences. And it was a beautiful time. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Mallory uh, helped lead the trip. And, and uh, so we got to experience it with uh, eight of our new closest friends. Mm-hmm. We got a text thread. It keeps going. Mm-hmm. Mallory, have you been on the podcast before? I have it. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, tell time. us about yourself. Tell yeah. tell the people who's Mallory. What do you? Why do we know you? Who are you? Oh, that's a deep question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Mallory. I um, am here on staff at the Well. Um, have been on staff for almost nine years, and I currently um, am the connections director for Midweek Campus and Fig Campus. Whoop whoop. For all you figgies out so, there. Oh, yep. Whoop, whoop. Love it. Um, and. Yeah, I'm married. Been married for uh, eight years. Nice. Does, does your husband have a name? Uh, he does. His name is Jeff. Oh. And he's a physical therapist. He's a good dude. And he's great. Four yeah. Niners fan. Yeah. yeah, he's a Four Niners fan. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So he's great, but there's one flaw. Godly. Yeah. Got it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> debatable. Yeah, just debatable. Yeah. So, and uh, you guys both went on this trip. I mean, tell us like sort of the baseline. What was the trip's desire, goal? What'd you do? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to um, hang out with Dr. John Perkins, but it really was this pilgrimage of seeing how um, his life has been shaped through um, his own experiences and just his own journey of um, injustice. And I went to a lot of um, museums and um, hung out with their family a lot to um, yeah, learn about his life and what he's done in terms of um, bringing awareness or fighting for injustice, uh, fighting against injustice and um, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a tour, so uh, it, it wasn't. It just, was largely educational. Yeah, yeah, it was it was experiential. So mm-hmm. uh, experiential education, I guess, is a good okay. pl- place way to way to say it. But uh, it started in Jackson, Mississippi. So we left Fresno bright and early. I think mm-hmm. we had a six a.m. flight. So those are are fun. But we flew to Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, from that was kind of our hub, and it's where he's from uh, originally from Mendenhall, just about thirty minutes outside yeah. of Jackson. But he uh, now he and his family and his organization they all are are uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, and so mm-hmm. that was kind of our hub, and we all stayed in this this house on their property together, and and then from there each day we kind of took different trips so we went as far as montgomery alabama and uh, so we got to Mm -hmm. experience things that were amazing like that was one of my favorite days because we literally sat in the church where martin luther king jr was the pastor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we just you you could almost just put yourself as much as possible obviously in the shoes of the people who were there like you were in you were in the place where they were and so we went to selma alabama uh, and then all around the Jackson, Mississippi area, Mendenhall mm-hmm. and, and different things. And so it was a, it was a trip of a lifetime. It was hard, uh, but it yeah. was also a, a great trip. Well, yeah. tell me why you guys wanted to go on this trip. Um, I know for me, I am very new to the whole conversation of ethnic reconciliation, injustice. Um, and so 
for me, it felt like a really good way to. That wasn't like a table topic growing up for you, or definitely not. No, yeah, definitely not. Um, and it's always been kind of intimidating for me to enter into that conversation. So uh, this just felt like the Lord just saying, "Hey, this is a way that I want you to learn more about like, mm-hmm. my heart for justice and um, and to be able to." process and experience things with people of color yeah right very different than going to a museum with just myself or someone who's never experienced injustice or racism um and walking through that and so it was um that yeah that was how it was very um, impactful for me was experiencing that with people who um have so you went with a desire for like education, yeah. knowing because mm-hmm. where'd you grow up? Fresno, here, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not yeah, no, di- hardly any diversity, yeah. you know, and yeah, way far removed from all of that. Right? Okay, and just nothing. What yeah. would you say like the ethos around uh, ethnic reconciliation or racism would be in your family growing up? Um, we love everyone, no matter their skin color. Okay. And, um, which is good. That's nice. Which is totally great. It's a good start. Yeah. It's a good start. Um, however, if someone were to say that there was anything such as white privilege, that that would be like, no, we don't have, we don't, we aren't privileged because we're Mm -hmm. white. It's just because we worked hard to get to where we're at Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So. Yeah, I think for me, I I wanted to go on the trip because I wanted to I wanted to quiet all the noise. Mm-hmm. Like I respect Dr. John Perkins because he's a man of faith, yeah. because he puts the cross at the center of the conversation. And to be honest, the the conversation like Brian King, who's been on our podcast before, he stretches me in so many different ways around this conversation because it's not a, really a conversation I like to enter into yeah like it's uncomfortable you it's full of traps right i mean if we're honest Mm -hmm. it's a hard conversation to have but but i think the traps get get removed when everyone is asking the question like what does the bible say about this Mm -hmm. and Mm so i i really was attracted to this trip by the opportunity to sit down with with a man of god who's lived it out and just go what does the bible say about this yeah. Like what what does the Bible say about how two people from different ethnicities are supposed to relate to each other? Mm-hmm. And what does it look like for us to get there? And I had a lot of conversations on this trip that were eye opening to me. Yeah. And and have started to shape kind of my worldview at 38 years old that yeah. I never really thought about before. Well, let's start with what does mm-hmm. the Bible say about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mal. Go for it, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think theologian Mal. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think you know, as early as Genesis, we start to see this this different ethnicity start to to come about, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, and and then even to a certain extent, you know, we flesh that out all throughout Scripture. So I I know like the the minor prophets talk a lot about uh, the Ninevites and Assyrians and Babylonians and. And as, as long as we can have a, a written history of the world, we have ethnicities that are at war with other ethnicities. It's our sin nature that's, that's put on display. And so uh, we know that as long as it's left up to us, that 
we're going to be at war with other ethnicities. That's just the way it is. That's our, that's our sin nature. That's our human depravity outside of God. That's, that's our destiny. We've seen it for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And yet we see uh, in the new Testament that Jesus came and he came to unite both Jew and Gentile. And, you know, you have you as as recently as the Gospels, you have the the people group called the Samaritans and the Jews at war with each other. They hated each other mm -hmm. and they even shared half blood like they, the Samaritans were half Jewish, half Gentile. And and so we we see even in Jesus's time that this is th things haven't changed. Yeah. And well, that, people don't even think about the Good Samaritan parable as being loaded with racial right. and ethnic undertones right totally. you can't read it without it yeah. i mean if you if you're actually doing justice to the account of the good samaritan you can't read it without understanding that jesus knew exactly the story he was telling yeah, yeah. he knew that he was poking at the pharisees going mm -hmm. look I, i'm gonna poke at your at your racial racial uncomfortabilities at the very least mm -hmm. and racism at, at what probably was the case yeah so, so then we look, we look at, you know, let's fast forward, right? Jesus goes to the cross on, on our, uh, on our behalf. And then he, he says, go out until to the ends of the earth, right? Take this message to the end of the earth, ends yeah, of the earth. Yeah. And then, and, and so the, the gospel then goes out to all these different ethnic, ethnic groups. Yeah. Well, what happens then? Right. The Jews wait. go, wait a minute. Hey, this is our gospel. Yeah. We're the people of God. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't magically just go away. Yeah. But then you see people like Paul, right, mm -hmm. who have been transformed by the gospel, who was a, a persecutor uh, of Christians and a, a Jew and a Jew. Yeah. Who now he is the he's the chief apostle to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And he even confronts Peter right later on in, in Galatians. Like he yeah. he he talks about uh, confronting Peter about his racism, which is funny. I heard somebody say like. Not even a vision from God, like happened in Acts 10, right? Where yeah. God shows Peter the gospels for everybody. Mm -hmm. Not even a vision from God could untangle yeah, all the racial disunity inside of it. Peter's heart. Right. Yeah. And Peter was a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And so we recognize that, that being a follower of Jesus doesn't remove our sin tendencies. Uh, yeah, the flesh is still entangling. Yeah. And so I think the Bible's what the Bible tells us then in Revelation is that we're going to be the 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 heaven's going to be full of all these different ethnicities worshiping Jesus together. Every tribe, yeah. tongue and nation is going to be worshiping Jesus together. So we have to get there. Like we aren't there. Mm -hmm. uh, the church was largely silent uh, during the civil rights movement yeah. and we have a responsibility to talk about this. We have to be willing to enter into the conversation and we don't have to take the side of Fox News or CNN. We don't have to take the, the, the political side, Republican or Democrat. Like that's not a responsibility. And that's what's always thrown me off. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what to pick between those two sides. Yeah. The world mm -hmm. says like, ascribe yourself to this cultural narrative about this thing and join another tribe. Right. But, but as the church, we have to be willing to ask, what does God say about this? Mm -hmm. And we have to be willing to say it might be different than what our parents said about it. Yeah. It might be different than what our favorite news station said about yeah, it. Political affiliation. Yeah. It yeah. might actually be different than I've always believed before. Mm -hmm. And if the Bible says it, then we ought to do it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Was there anything sort of like that jumped off the page to you? I mean, as you studied your Bible this last or throughout the trip, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, the biggest thing that stands out is, I mean, 
we talked a lot about what does God say about this, right? And like I've said before, um, that God delights in justice, right? Mm -hmm. And that he hates injustice and um, that, uh, you know, when he was talking to the Pharisees, I think it was in Luke, um, gosh, now that I'm blanking on it, but just this idea of, you know, you focus so much on tithing, but you Mm -hmm. forget about justice and love. And, and that is what God's heart is about, mm-hmm. um, which is a really good reminder and um, for us. But the main thing that stood out was just getting to know people and their stories yeah. and how they personally have um, experienced racism yeah. in their own life. Because for me, being so removed from it, it's okay, well, that's something on the news or mm-hmm. a thing I hear about, which... It's so easy to just be able to um, be disconnected it's over from there. people because it's over yeah. there, right? And when you um, so it was like this trip was like removing the gaps. Totally. In those yeah. Well, even even getting to know Brian and his story. I mean, that's one thing that I share a lot with people with the trip is that that when I learned about Brian's story mm-hmm. and part of that was he was taught to hate blonde-haired, blue-eyed white people. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brian King, who was on the Brian, trip with yeah. us, yeah. And that's yeah. me. Who's on staff here. Yeah, he's on yeah. staff. And I I know Brian as someone who deeply loves the Lord and yeah. loves people and has a heart for people to come to know Christ. And so to hear that side of his story and yeah. mm-hmm. um, just before he, who he was before Christ and then to be walking through these museums both of us just crying, right? Because of the hate and the evil that we see and him to look over at me and say, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you doing okay? Like, mm-hmm. how are you doing sister? Like caring yeah. for you. Caring for yeah. me. Just that sense of like. And your thought is like, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, how are you doing? This is. These I, are people who look like you. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, and there's not a person on the trip that wouldn't have said that same story about Brian, which is an amazing yeah. thing. I mean, I had the same encounter as we're walking across yeah. the mm-hmm. Edmund Pettus Bridge. Like he, I'm sitting there just taking all of it in and he comes up to me, puts his arm around me and goes, yeah. hey man, how are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought the exact same mm-hmm. thing. And outside of Jesus, like those relationships probably just don't ever happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see how they would. I mean, yeah. that's you, what unifies us, right? Do so, like, I mean, you guys both talked about like sort of moments. We've talked in the podcast about Kairos moments, right? Yeah. Where God places you in a situation, a moment, conversation, a person, a reading, something, right? Which changes the trajectory of your thinking, your action, and and either who God is, who you are, what how the world is. So yeah, let's talk about moments. You mm-hmm. know, so tell me about conversations tell me about people you talked to things you saw in these educational portions of the trip things that mm-hmm. kind of shifted perspective for you mm-hmm. perspective yeah it's a good question i think for me the the number one thing i was sitting on the back of the bus uh with um Derek perkins and we're driving past his his elementary school and they were the first family to integrate uh, mm-hmm. this school and a lot of these stories, I don't know about you, Mal, but a lot of these stories like surround kids for me. Yeah. Like it was, it was amazing how, how like the situations that kids were put mm-hmm. in through this on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, we're driving past the school and he's telling me the story of how his big brother, uh, he's, he was not the oldest of, of all his, his siblings, but he had a bigger brother who was like a big brother, like, and he would protect him uh, from mm-hmm. all the white kids in the yeah. school. 
And one day his big brother was suspended and he knew as he walked out of the classroom, what that meant is that he had no protection. Mm. And, and he went and the kids tried to disguise it as football, but they split up the teams and they gave him all of the little kids and all of the big kids were on the other team and they just beat the daylights out of him. Mm. Football, right? I mean, it was, it, it, that's what they said it was, but it wasn't. And, and there's other stories of kids, man, that, that really impacted me. White kids on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, we saw videos of families who would come out, white families cheering on the police officers as they beat these, mar- these black people who are just marching. And there's kids there, and they're passing down the lineage of hate mm. uh, to their kids. There was another story uh, of a guy who was getting off of a bus. He was a kid, kindergartner. Mm. Five six. years old, six years old, and he's getting off of a bus to go. He just he just integrated the school. He's the first black student there, and not he, choosing to be there. No, so. his parents no. his parents decided this is what we need to do because we have to take these steps forward. And he gets off the bus after school, and he gets shot at. Mm-hmm. A six year old kid, by grown men, by grown men, mm-hmm. and you're just going, man, this is this is real. This happened in in my country. Like in the place where I grew up, I never would have known it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How I about mean, you, Mel? I mean, Stories, um, perspective shifting moments. Yeah. So I was looking through pictures and videos uh, before this, and something that um, continues to just jump out is our time at the um, Equal Justice Initiative Memorial and Museum. They have this outdoor memorial. Mm. The lynching museum. The lynching museum. Or memorial. Lynching memorial. And, yeah. So, there's, it's a square, and um, they have these pillars that are 450 pounds each, and there's over 800 of them, and they have numerous names written down on them for the people who were lynched it, just in that county, mm-hmm. right? So there's over 4,000 names in this. Mm. That And they have to be verified twice, so birth and death certificate. So there's thousands more that they, you know, haven't been able to. They say as many as a million. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you walk into this um, space, and uh, the way that they built it was that these pillars are hanging down, and as you walk through it, they're not rising the floor is dropping and so you're walking and the and all of a sudden as you're walking you get to a point where now the pillars are you're looking up at them Hmm. and the the idea is that those are hanging bodies Hmm. that who were lynched and i didn't know that at the time in the museum until i went back and looked at a video of someone explaining it and that to me just um I've never, like, obviously still emotional, I've never experienced anything like that to see just the hatred that people had. You know, you, you hear the stories of people being lynched because they wanted to go vote. Or a, right? la- a land grab where they came in and killed the whole family just mm-hmm. so they could take so their they land. they could take their land. Mm-hmm. Or a black man looking at a white woman and being accused of talking to her or... Whatever, and I'm sitting here laughing and talking with Derek, one of the Perkins' sons, 
and eating ice cream and he's like you know 50 years ago i would have been killed for talking to you and having mm, this conversation yeah in that very place huh? in that very place right mm-hmm. and so i think just for me it was processing a lot of um how could people be so hateful mm-hmm. like the evil right and thinking like if we're all if we're all um capable of doing that mm-hmm. um what does it mean for me to be fighting against injustice and racism in like my own heart like where is that obviously i'm not involved in um that sort of hatred but um i can be angry right and say well where was the church when that was happening or who are the christians who were encouraging that or a part of it right um but then i have to look at my own self and say well what am i doing you know in that and um and so that was just really really convicting of my soul being grieved over what i experienced in the hatred Mm -hmm. um but being reminded even by um john perkins that you can be you can be angry but that's not where you stay yeah like you respond now in love and what is and i'm like but i'm so angry like (laughs) you know i don't i really don't want to respond in love right like well, and the powerful part—the powerful part of that conversation was that here's this man who got beat within an inch of his life. Like he, li- they didn't literally didn't know if he was gonna live or die, yeah. and he's like going, "No, Telling you, you can love. do it." <laughs> like, ma- like blonde-haired, blue-eyed yeah. Mallory, like you can do this. Like, yeah, yeah I've lived it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's it's. I mean, on so many levels, it was a God thing, right? I mean, Jordan, if you think about. Um, this conversation like if if those people marching across whatever bridge or whatever city had become violent Mm -hmm. then we wouldn't be where we're at today and I think the the interesting thing is is I I came away with with three things three takeaways like as I as I walked is a normal pastor right yeah that's what you're saying yeah yeah yeah. so here's my three application points but it really was three things so do they rhyme no, they don't they start, with, start the same, with the same letter. No. Okay, yeah. I don't think they do. Uh, not intentionally. If they do. Uh, but the first was this was our Holocaust, hmm. like as a country, like the, the era of of slavery and civil rights. Like it didn't get better after they passed the anti like after Lincoln freed the slaves. Like it didn't get better. It, it just got different. Yeah. But this is our, our Holocaust. And it really did happen. And it's so important for Americans to know the history. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know, you know, growing up in California, I didn't know mm-hmm. uh, all the details and all the history. But I think the other thing that I saw is we've made progress. And I know that can elicit like anger for me even saying that from one side and another side gets, uh, you know, elicited anger comes out when I say that it was our Holocaust. Right. So I know that I'm putting myself out there and saying this, but we've made progress since the 60s. Mm-hmm. Like we we can you, it, it's it's you can't argue we have it mm-hmm. uh, if you're looking at the world around us. Uh, we've we talked to uh, Jack Shifley, who's also been on our podcast. He shared that uh, one of his great nieces was taking an African-American uh, boy to prom. Uh, and that would have never happened back then. Mallory sitting, eating ice cream with Derek Perkins and and nobody bothered them like yeah. that wouldn't have happened back then. So we've made progress. But the third thing is, I think that's where some people stop. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we've made progress. Good. End of discussion. 
Like, let's just be, let's just be satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I just think there are things we have to do. I don't agree with everyone on what those answers are. People don't agree with me. But let's have that discussion. Let's talk about it. Because we still have progress to make when it comes to the the ethnic unity conversation here in Fresno and all around our country. Like, we have to have that conversation. Yeah. Why? I mean, there'll be people who say that, like, can't we just, like, move on, you know? Can't we just stop talking about this stuff? And the reason that they, we all are burdened by this is because we just don't let it go, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why can't we just forget and forgive? I think, I think there's some... I think there's some truth to that, right? Uh-huh. I think there. I think we we like to just be black and white. Like we like to to be either there's no truth, it's all truth or no truth. And I think there's some truth to that. Like we we do all too often we say false things because it advances our narrative, mm-hmm. and our culture has gotten away from truth mattering in our conversations. And so, you know, when somebody tells me that the best thing to do to solve this problem is to pour money out on, on, uh, you know, black and brown populations. I'm saying that's not, that doesn't work. That's not going to work. And, but there, that doesn't mean there's no responsibility there. And so we have to start having conversations centered around truth and figuring out what, what things look like and stop saying ridiculous things that, that nobody knows, nobody believes is true. And, and so I think, you know, as we, as we get to that place, the reason why we can't stop is because there is truth that says that we shouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's truth out there that says things, things aren't right everywhere. And it doesn't mean, you know, we have the argument of systemic versus not systemic, uh, reparations versus not reparations. I'm going, I don't think that's the right conversation. Like, I don't think, I don't think that we have to have that conversation. What I think we have to have is what on an individual level, how do we love people well? Mm -hmm. So when we see injustice, are we quiet or do we speak up about it? Like, are we, are we intentionally, uh, coming into relationships with people that don't look like us? Yeah. Like, I think those are the questions. And I, I have some influence on a church, right? But I have zero influence on politics. Mm-hmm. So why am I getting wrapped up in the political narrative? I just need to love people. Mm-hmm. I just need to go out of my way to, to love them as individuals and stop making them a people group. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I think too, if we're talking about reconciliation, right? Like, I think for my for me to be a part of reconciling um i need to i need to be educated right like Mm. i do need to learn the history of everything i do need to um be able to grieve and weep over injustice and and evil that has happened um but then be able to move forward and i think some people want to just be like Mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about that right i think it's man, I just think of in my own life and like with my own sin, right? Like I have to confess that and I have to grieve over it. And, um, and I, I think like, gosh, who said it? I don't know what our conversation was, but we're talking about like, who are the, I think you were even asking that, like, who are the giants, right? Of this. 
And um, I think it was John who just said, like, everyone needs, we need everyone in every neighborhood, right, to do this. Like, we all are those people. Mm. And so for me, what I've been processing is that each of us has our own, like, we need to have our own journey of, I'm speaking as a white person, right? Like me as a white person, I need to have my own journey of being able to now and have the conversation. Like I can't forget what happened Mm -hmm. um, because I need to know the history of that and I need to hear the stories and, and, and hear that because I think something that, um, and I can't remember who told me this, but just hearing their story and then saying, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Mm-hmm. That's not, o- that that was not okay, mm-hmm. right? Meant so much more and was healing versus being like, did that really happen, yeah. right? Or uh, I don't know if it happened that way sort of thing, right? Yeah, Just that's, to your, say, that's your view. Or, that's yeah. your view or um, the, whatever we whatever it, it is that, that you, we come up with. Yeah, you weep with those who weep. You mourn with right. those who mourn, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't know. I didn't go on this trip, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly familiar with these conversations yeah, you guys are talking sure. about. And man, I just, I, I think this stuff's important to remember because I think in any intelligent person would know that like, just because you can explain something doesn't mean it excuses sure. things, yeah. but it, you also can't be ignorant no. of why things are the way they are. And also, you can't dig your heels in. Like, we're people who are made to be in progress. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's so many people who get to be 38 years old and they're like, this is what I believe. Yeah. I got, it's never going to change. Well, what you guys got to do was sort of like, I mean, the world is built to sort of re echo our arguments and our beliefs back to us Mm -hmm. because of, you know, online presence and all the things that, you know, these platforms make money on feeding you more of your own opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, man, I just think what you were able to do is step out of your own perspective, your own echo chamber, because we all have them. doesn't mm-hmm. matter what version of the yeah. argument it is, right? And you were to just hear people's stories mm-hmm. and say, like, give me your version of this thing that I thought I knew. And right? empathize with them. And sit with them yeah. in their pain, mourn with those who mourn, mm-hmm. you know, weep with those who weep. And I, I just... um. I just think like it, it would be ignorant of me to say that hundreds of years of economic and physical oppression would not affect the culture of a group of people. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so how do we deal with that as people? Mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers, Yeah. but I know that it's not simple. No. And uh, it, it's, I think much of the time it's so easy for people to just, because I think that's what political parties do for us, right? Is they give you plug and play they answers. They package it. Yeah. yeah, and say, well, if you're on our side, here's what you can think about these certain things. Sure. Which is, I think, you know, I'm not disparaging you from having a political opinion. That's great. But what I would say is like, and I'm just hearing this from you guys, is let Jesus's uh, worldview shape you first. Yeah. And then ask whether or not that plugs in with totally. what the narrative of these things are. I think you're so right. And I think as Christians, we're called to be peacemakers, peacemakers all and over. Ministers of reconciliation. Ministers of yes. reconciliation, peacemakers, which means this, Jordan. It means we're like a zipper. We, <laughs> we stand, we stand in the yeah, gap and good. we pull both sides together. Okay. And, and the problem with standing in the gap is you get punched by both sides. 
And I think you got to be, you know, if you're a Christian, you got to ask yourself, am I willing to get punched by both sides? Yeah. And I think that for the gospel and for loving others, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, as we, as we try, what if we were a church full of people who are standing in the gap, who, who, who were willing to ask the question, like, how do I pull both sides together? How do I unify them? How do I bring them to Christ? How do I, how do I love people the way that Jesus would want me to? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Not, not, not because this problems, look, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but Brian King always tells me like, this problem is we're never going to be perfect this side of heaven. Yeah, and justice is yeah. not just going to go away because we're aware of it. Yeah, right? and so so we're we're doing gospel work, mm-hmm. and we're trying to bring people to to Jesus, and and so the best way to do that is, I mean, the Bible says that that people are going to know that we're His disciples by the way that we love each other. Mm-hmm. That's not just me and Mal mm-hmm. because we're white, or me and you because we're white men. Yeah, it's Christians in general, and that includes the people who you vehemently disagree with yeah 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 yeah, yeah. talk about samaritan and jew right. i mean couldn't be more different well in, in reality I, I know mallory and i both were surrounded on this <laughs> trip by people who vehemently disagreed with the where where we were coming from mm-hmm. yeah. and yet uh i think back on this trip fondly for the mm-hmm. discussions that we had because both I mean, I see both sides, but it's not really different sides. I would say Mallory and I probably have different views as well. We're probably closer aligned than some other people who are on the trip. Yeah. But but we came into it from a perspective of this is a safe space. Yeah. And let's have open conversations and let's mm-hmm. see what, what does God say about it. And I think there's just not enough places where that's happening in our culture. Mm. Yeah, it was. And, and I would say, too, with that... I think I it was really cool to experience that firsthand for me that I can disagree with people but like I walk away and especially the the team in Mississippi too right if I don't agree with everything that they said I still love them deeply Yeah. Like, and I still consider them family. Yeah. Right? There's only nine other people that I got to experience that with like from yeah. our church and mm-hmm. so like you said it's special. Yeah. Wow. So it can be done where you can disagree, but you can continue to love one another yeah. in Christ and make that the focus versus your differences. Uh, well, I mean, just to wrap up the conversation, we usually like to, you know, head, I guess, push people in a direction of growth and offer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. suggestions. What would you guys say what would be that sort of next step in the area of growth? Mm-hmm. For people go on this trip <laughs> we, like, we are gonna do another trip it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. we are gonna go unbound by mallory Mueller. And we are gonna go oh, on gosh. another trip so i mean i think if you're interested sign up for the trip yeah let's say somebody's mm. not in fresno yeah you know what do they do mm. How, what are some you have those? I, you here have those let me make you a do. suggestion to get us going J- maybe make a friend with somebody who you probably wouldn't be friends with sure yeah. and find some time to hear their story and remember that you don't have to agree with him on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be I, friends with people who aren't like you. Yeah. That's okay. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Makes, yeah, baby steps. I think I would say uh, stay confused. Um, and I, I think the the most dangerous place we can be is sure uh, in, in life. Like I think that there are, and I guess what I mean by that, that may not be, that may be clear as mud, but, but for, for me, it's just going like, I've, I've talked to so many people who are sure that they're in the right place. They're 38 years old and they've come to all of their answers on life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, their faith is is exactly where it's always going to be. Uh, their out, their worldview is where it's always going to be. They have settled into a place where they they're just sure they're right mm-hmm. on everything. And I'm just going. That's just that can't be true. Yeah. Like you can't. You're you're not going to die being right about everything. Mm-hmm. So just stay curious. Stay confused. Curious, and yeah. and and just admit that maybe there are things for you whether you're you know listening to this and you're 18 or you're listening to this and you're 80 or anywhere in between there may be growth areas in your life uh, that you should want to figure out what they are you should want to experience those things because god is a god who who just calls us to growth Mm -hmm. spiritual growth uh, to live in more wisdom, to to have more loving relationships as we grow older. Mm-hmm. And I think that's found best when you're just going, you're just asking a ton of questions and you're never fully. And try to understand. Yeah. And you're never fully sure that your view and is understanding right. understanding doesn't mean you you agree. And you may not change your views. Yeah. Right. You may not. They may, you may come out of uh, experiences and ha- your views may be the same, but you're only going to have that happen if you don't go into conversations or experiences with an open hand mm-hmm. yeah. how about you Mel well like I said I'm new to all of this and my my thing that I've been processing with the Lord is um, God what's next for me what is that next baby step is it um, you know uh, my circle around me looks very much like me and mm-hmm. thinks a lot like me so like what you said of meeting new people who um, don't look like me and don't think the same as me um, to bring more diversity in my life. That's been kind of um, <clears throat> my prayer with the Lord is, God, how does how can I, how can my life look more diverse, right? Mm. Because that is, that's a full life and that's yeah. a rich life, not yeah. because I need a token <laughs> friend of, color right uh, or you're better uh, for it i yeah. am i am better knowing people who um, yeah. are different than me um because also that is like you even said mike like that's what heaven's gonna look like and so why would my why would that not be what it looks like for me mm-hmm. here on this side of heaven so yeah um, experience some heaven now yeah you, i mean would you recommend uh, john perkins book for anybody Absolutely. as a reader Absolutely. All of them. <laughs> Anyone to start with? Yeah, uh, One Blood is great. Um, it's a it's a really good account. Um, and then uh, his let it, justice roll. Yeah, down let is, justice roll down is his kind of his his biography. Yeah, yeah. Uh, autobiography, I mm-hmm. guess. And it was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Those are the two I would recommend. Yeah, yeah. It's he has great. some other ones, but I haven't read them yet. Yeah. So. Can't recommend yeah. them all, but I'm just based on his character. I think they all probably are pretty probably. good. Probably. Yeah. I think if you want more sort of like in-depth things, you can always email us and, mm-hmm. you know, ask for questions. I think I would also recommend Generous Justice mm-hmm. by Tim Keller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good starting point for people if they want it. So, yeah, all right. Well, thanks for sharing your guys' story. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Preach. I feel like we're, you guys are supposed to like high five or something. Or <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Wellcast. As always, don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about us. For more information about The Well Community Church, visit thewellcommunity.org.